0: Chris Ballas of the Wolverine dot com, the Michigan Insider. I loved his tweet that I saw Saturday when it was forty three thirteen, Michigan getting hammered by Nebraska. Pathetic. He, I think he's used rock bottom four times in the last month. <laughs> How you doing, Chris? Bill, thirty
1: points. You're down thirty points in the first half. It was basically it was reminiscent of the Brian Ellerby era when you know these guys come out with no fire and then you have the head coach saying at the end of the game well we we really needed to come out in the first five minutes and establish something and when they didn't they essentially looked defeated and uh it's an embarrassment and it's unfortunate and uh really there's no guarantee that it's going to get better anytime soon and if you look at guys that are thinking about hitting the transfer portal you look at doug mcdaniel being suspended for road games and uh You know where this program was, and I went back and watched. You know somebody had posted on our website the highlights of the John Beeline years, and then Jawan Howard's second year at Michigan when Franz Wagner was there, and some of the the Beeline holdovers. And you thought, man, how good it was, and how spoiled Michigan fans were. And you have to wonder with the direction of college athletics and how far behind Michigan is, and NIL and everything else, if and when they're going to get back there.
0: What is the future? Uh, he's not going anywhere in season. Season's almost over. Will they make a change during this off season and move Howard out? I don't
1: think so. I think uh, Ward Manuel, if he has his way, Michigan's athletic director will give him another year. And I think they'll probably say, "Look, he had the heart surgery before the season, and uh, you know, he, we you now, you know, now he's back, and give him time to, to maybe try to rebuild this thing." But they are on a track for a last place finish in a 14 team. Big Ten, mm. and really should have been the third year that they didn't make the NCAA tournament. They were very fortunate. A couple of years ago, into their credit, they coached them to the Sweet 16, you know, but uh, at the same time, you're seeing so many cracks in the foundation now. When you look at the, Shawn, the John Sanderson incident, for example, with a strength coach who's no longer there, and that really seemed to affect the kids, and you know, you just you just hear things that, okay, uh, what's the plan to fix this? And, and nobody really seems to have any idea. So uh, it's a concern. And really at, at a place like Michigan, you know, Michigan's got a proud basketball history. I think there are five programs that have more final four appearances or, or national championship game appearances rather than Michigan. And uh, they are all blue blood programs. So if you go to any any one of the decades, uh, you know, going back to the 60s, they've had Final Four teams and they've had Big Ten championship teams. And so this is really hard to watch, especially when you've been there, Bill, and, and you've seen how good it could be under Line and for a year under Jawan Howard. And you wonder how you got to this point. So, but I, I do think it'll be probably, uh, you know, if, unless Jawan wants to go back to the NBA or says, hey, you know what, I need time to. To recover and and you know get back to I think he's back to full health but uh, or maybe wants to get away from it I, I think Michigan would bring him back.
0: Yeah, that would be a tough offseason to buy. I I think you'll see noticeable lack of fan interest both in Chrysler and outside of it. We'll see. You know he'll get the final year to do it. I you know your manual you're going through the adjustment right now with no Harbaugh. He hired Sharon Moore. You got. Juwan Howard bottoming out, more coaches uh, joining Harbaugh in L.A. You really can't blame them. The question is, you know, not just now. We're talking to get through spring ball, transfer portal, everything going on. Will Sharon Moore be able to keep this team together? And also, what's the latest on his coaching staff?
1: Yeah, that's the biggest question. It sounds like backers coach. They're looking at Brian Jean-Mary coming back, possibly from, from Tennessee. Uh, he was here in 2020. Don Brown was one of the reasons that he came here. Don Brown uh, sought him out when he was – I think he was getting fired with the rest of the staff at uh, UCF, South Florida. And uh, so he was only here for a year, and then he's been at Tennessee for the last three years, so that wouldn't be a surprise. Um you're looking at uh, Greg Scruggs from w- Wisconsin as a D-line coach who is a, a good coach. Uh, I think he would be a great addition to the staff and a, and a great recruiter. Uh, the one thing about great recruiters, though, is that they're going to need, again, they're going to need that support from NIL and everything else to be able to compete on the trail. You could be a great recruiter and still not get in the door if other teams are paying money for kids and, and you don't have something set up, or at least when you come here, your kids are guaranteed a certain amount of money. So... Um, it's going to be tough. And to me, Sharon Moore, uh, who I made it very clear, we are, we're supportive of the hire. We thought it was the best course of action, and I'm writing a column right now. It's getting tougher for him only because the number one, we thought it was the continuity hire. You thought you would keep your strength coach and Ben Herbert. You thought you would keep all these other coaches, and uh, that certainly isn't the case. So you hope that the guys that he's hiring now are guys that are going to make his staff better and really make him a better coach as well. But his job certainly has gotten harder. So really it is imperative that he keep all these guys here, these players, and keep this team together. That's the best chance that you're going to have to have success and then build on momentum if you can have a good year in 2024.
0: How surprised for you about Clingshills leaving and joining Harbaugh. I really don't fault any of these coaches with the – NIL with the pay-to-play going on at other schools with re-recruiting guys you're already recruited, maybe going back to when they were you know in high school. I, I just think this college gig, if you get an NFL offer, I think most coaches are going to be running to the league.
1: And they are, right? Uh, Halfway from Boston College, you look at Chip Kelly. Well, Chip Kelly's going to Ohio State, but he would rather be in the NFL, in my opinion, and if you look at – Uh, all of these coaches and what they're saying now. Um, Unless you are one of those programs that's getting – Talent sent to you by, you know, boosters that are willing to spend $20 million, then you don't want any part of it. And, and how do you blame anybody, right? Uh, but Klinkscale was not happy. Uh, everybody was saying, "Well, oh, he's back, and he's telling players he's back. And we cautioned people on our website that, hey, we knew he wasn't happy with the situation, that number one, getting passed up for the D.C. job, and uh, number two, you know, the money, even though he was making good money at Michigan, um, uh, he really had had an eye on going out and living that lifestyle in the NFL as well. So I think the writing was on the wall there that if they could come up with the money, and that was really one of the reasons that Ben Herbert didn't go initially, was that L.A. didn't have the money for him. They finally came up with it. The same thing happened with Klingscale, where I don't think they were willing to pay his buyout. But when they decided, hey, when he was like, okay, I will need to get out of here, they found finally- So, uh, whether he paid it, whether Michigan let him out of it, I doubt that, or whether LA came up with the money. Uh, Once that happened, he was gone. So, now it's about surrounding yourself with guys who know what they're doing and and have experience. And, you know, I was, you look at a guy like Wink Martindale, who's been around for a long time at DC. uh, I think that's a good X as an O hire. Uh, Is it a good fit? Is he going to be able to recruit? Uh, is he going to be able to relate to college kids after spending so much time in the NFL? That's something that we're going to have to find out. But that's on the head coach, and uh, I have confidence in Sharon Moore as a leader that he's going to make things work. And uh, But, again, uh, with each one that goes, these, these kids, they see that, and, and it really affects the continuity and it affects them. You see them go to social media. Some of them now have lost their strength coach, their head coach, their position coach, and uh, and their defensive coordinator, and it's going to be really tough on them.
0: So you, you have a pretty good vibe and connection ground floor there in Ann Arbor. Initially, hey, Harbaugh-Lees, a uh, few coaches are going to go. Everybody expected Minner. Then the strength coaches, surprise. More surprises along the way with Alston, you know, now with Queen Scales. Uh, what's, what's the mood of this team? Are you hearing anything about could there be an exodus to that portal? Uh, If it happens, it'll be in the
1: spring. But right now, the Champions Circle Collective is doing a pretty good job of telling these guys and saying, hey, these are the opportunities that are going to be there. Uh, They aren't in the, the ballpark of some of these other offers that they're getting, but you've got a loyalty here, a factor. Guys like Mason Graham and... Kenneth Grant and guys that are like, okay, uh, we came here, we won a championship and we don't want to bail on it. Uh, So you have to make it make sense for them at some level. Right. But with each one of these, these kids, for example, when Herbert left, these guys started talking again about, and right there in the, in the room on the way out, you know, according to some people who were there saying, man, what are we going to do now? And, you know, are you going to listen to maybe Texas, maybe Oregon or some of these going on and, and that are tampering with them and, uh, you know, so, and with each one of these losses, it makes it a little bit tougher on these guys. So I give them credit, number one, for sticking together like they have. That uh, speaks to the culture that Sharon Moore helped create. But, again, it makes it tougher. So we'll see what happens in the spring when teams get desperate because that's when you're really going to know, right, when when the crazy amounts of money start coming in. And teams understand, for example, if they go through spring ball and they don't have a quarterback or say they don't have a running back and they throw a ton of money at a Michigan running back or a defensive back like a Will Johnson or a tight end like a Colston Loveland, that's when you're really going to know. But uh, we we need to see uh, what happens in the spring and how these guys adapt to their new coaches, before you can rest easy, uh, when that spring portal closes and if that Michigan team is here and all together, then I think Michigan fans will feel a lot better.
0: Chris Ballas of com joining us on the Roast Umberg Coffee guest line here on the Heald Show. I find it crazy to think the respect Harbaugh has gotten from the national media now moving to the Chargers compared to what the college football media his own conference, and at times, even his own school, what they did to him over the last five years. It's crazy.
1: It's sabotage, right? And uh, we saw it even when he first got here and started doing the satellite camp thing, and people started pushing back against it. Then it was revenue sharing, and then it was the one-time transfer portal rule and everything else. And ironically, some of it has helped ruin college football. If you look at the one year transfer portal, it's just created free agency. And yeah, it's fair to the kids, but it's really ruined the game. And uh, to me, it's not the same and it's never going to be the same. And I've talked to people in the business who feel the same way that it's just not what it used to be. And uh, frankly, though, yeah, was it taking advantage of, of some kids? Uh, maybe. At the same time, you've got guys like Doug Skeen, my podcast partner, who said, I would do it all over again. They paid for my college. I got four years of college. I got a great career out of it. I got to play in the NFL, and I owe it all to Michigan. So uh, it's just different. And sometimes different is good. Sometimes it's not good. I don't see this being good for the game. And I think guys like Kirk Herbstreet, guys that call games that I've spoken with, are all of the same mindset here that it is just not going to be the same as it was and that college football has pretty much changed forever.
0: I think it's changed to basically the pros, but even not the class and organization of professional football. And you look at this Big Ten SEC partnership where they're going to look into possibly setting up a pay scale. you got the union battle with uh, the Dartmouth story, Uh, and the Big Ten and the SEC are saying, okay, what do we need to do to protect us to heck with the other Two in the power four. To heck with the Pac-2 and the other conference. What do we need to do to protect our money machine?
1: Yeah, and I don't think the NCAA is going to be here much longer than you, Bill. No, not at all. No, why would they be? And why would the Big Ten and the SEC – uh, want to rely on them for anything. It makes no sense. So uh, it's different. Uh, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I remember Bruce Motti telling us, uh, Michigan's former SID, Sports Information Director, that, you know, I said, man, this thing seems to change every five years. He goes, every five years, every five minutes, what's it going to look like next year? And we're starting to find out exactly what he meant. Every year seems to be something different and a new challenge for college football and and for people who love the games. So uh, I give credit to guys like Sharon Moore and guys who are going to continue to try to do it the right way. Michigan, with their NIL program, still doesn't want to be transactional. They want to be transformational. But if that's the case, then they better up their NIL game because they're behind there, too. Bill, they're just not getting the amount of money that they need to compete. So hopefully he gets what he needs and the support he needs here to succeed because, boy, when it's good, it was really, really good for the last three years. It still felt like college football. Maybe this will be the last year that we can actually say that.
0: I think the Big Ten and SEC are going to explore expanding their conferences to almost be like uh, AFC, NFC, East, West, and uh, basketball or, you know, national American and baseball, and they're going to run all their own tournaments. They're going to end up having, you know, 80 schools on this side, 80 schools on this side and basketball and baseball and soccer and the money generating sports, obviously football, and they're going to run their own thing. All control the money, set the rules. You know, the key will yeah. be title nine on paying athletes, and how are you going to balance that? Does it become a private entity on the football side? I mean, there's so much what lies ahead. And even the college football playoff from this Big Ten SEC partnership, there's talk that they don't want to give what's in the writing for the pack 2 that Oregon State and Washington State may have a right to a playoff spot if they qualify and – you know they want to control everything. They're, they, I, I think it was a, Petiti even uh, mentioned why not just go to sixteen teams right now instead of twelve. You could see an adjustment here, uh, this summer that even goes into effect next December. Who knows?
1: Yeah wouldn't surprise me bill and like we said it's changing on the on the fly here and just every it seems like every day there's something new you know whether it's the tennessee lawsuit or whatever that's probably going to speed up the the dissolution of the ncaa we've been waiting for that one for a long time okay all you have to do is challenge the ncaa in court and they're going to fold right probably something that michigan should have thought about doing instead of suspending their coach for six games i don't think it would have mattered Frankly, I think he was gonna be gone either way. But um, you know, we look at some of the issues that have been brought up around Jim Harbaugh and, you know, not we're recalling taking a a kid for a burger, and then we look at the real issues in college football and, and understand what a joke it really has become. So uh, it is what it is, and uh, again, we're just happy to be here. Uh, coming off a fifteen and zero season, a national championship season, Michigan fans loved it. I hope they enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see. You never know in your lifetime, man. You got to think about this. Nineteen forty eight was the last time Michigan won an undisputed championship. Now you're looking at twenty twenty three and uh, who knows if we'll see another one in our lifetime. So it was it was great to cover it.
0: Yeah, and if we go on that same time difference, it would be uh I don't know, you're looking at eighty <laughs> eighty more years. Yeah, will college football even be a thing? Uh, eighty yeah, more knows? years, my lord, yeah. I mean, eighty more years. I'm a am a hundred and forty two, still hanging out at the yeah. nightclub in the corner. Go Billy, go Billy, it's your birthday. <laughs> The old parachute pants back, and 80 years from now, you'd be like 130, probably still dating a 50 year old. Uh, that would be amazing. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you're killing me, man. You're killing me.
1: Oh,
0: Bill. Uh, we love you, Chris. Man, you take care. Thank you,
1: Billy. Have a great one, man. You
0: too, Chris Ballas with the Wolverine.com. Yeah.